lot of people get into franchising. How many of us are goal-driven? Is this something I could do? You have to have a little bit of that fire. Do you want to be the absolute best candidate for a job you'll love in a career with balance? Veteran leadership career catalyst Jonathan Flax is teaming up with leading executive search professionals to provide you with cutting-edge career transition strategies. Welcome to Career Transition Experts. And now, here's your host, Jonathan Flax. We have a very fascinating guest today on the Career Transition Experts, a slight departure from our usual conversation with recruiters. Our guest is Marty Greenbaum, who's a founder of Smart Franchise Investing. Someone's going to talk to us about a very different approach to what might be next for you in your career. Marty, welcome to the program. What will people get if they listen to this episode? Thanks, Jonathan. Great to be here. I've, I've, I've been looking forward to this for the last several weeks to actually be on your show because, listen, a lot of people that I speak with are looking for what are they going to do next, right? And we have a lot of professionals looking at the what's going on with recession and what's happening in our country. And a lot of them are transforming into their own businesses. They're looking mm-hmm. at various opportunities. So what you're going to get is I want to open your eyes to what's possible and, you know, in the world of business ownership, but more importantly, franchising. Because most people that go into business, unfortunately, they don't do well. A lot of these independents, it's a struggle to learn how to build a business. But when you get with the franchise that has proven systems, brand systems to cover everything from marketing and, and technology to how you maximize profitability in a business... It could be life-changing for you know for every for anybody listening to this show. So I'm going to open your eyes to franchising and share with you some great insights today. Great. Now, most of the likely listeners program wasn't thinking about franchising or starting a business. They were thinking about their next corporate job in America. You know, the, why would someone decide to even consider franchising instead of a next level leadership role? I think you know it comes down to why do people get into franchising? So let me share some yeah. insights. Um, yeah. First of all, if you've been in a career position for many, many years, you may hit a cap. You may not have the freedom. You can't get the time off you want to be with your family, right? So that's freedom is a big motivator. Or income. And how do you grow? Like a lot of my clients, they're on a path in this career that gets them only so far. And then they're looking at retirement and saying, listen, on this path that I'm on in my career, am I really going to be able to save enough money to be comfortable and provide security for my family when I retire? So retirement savings and building wealth is a big motivator for people looking to, you know, get out of corporate America and find their own business. And there's other things like building a legacy for your kids, right? People are driven. They want maybe... They want to bring their children into a business and nurture them and help them grow and create something for them. So there's just so many reasons why people get into business and look at franchising. Yes, great, right? really great. You know, I I know that money isn't an only motivator for many of uh, for almost everyone. Money's a motivator, but it's not the only motivator. From the standpoint of money, though, the the leaders that are growing in in their roles and making job changes can see increases in income, but there's always a cap. Like there's a salary, there's maybe some bonus. Whereas a business owner has a 
as a sky's the limit possibility for personal income. And like you said, ownership of something that then becomes can become a legacy and fund a retirement is really important from a financial standpoint. But maybe someone has to have special skills. So you translate from being a, a unit business leader or a, a strategic business leader to suddenly being a business owner. How, what kind of skills does someone need to run a business and, in fact, the, the kind of business that the franchise represents? Right, right. Well, this is what's the crazy part of it. So franchisors are looking for people with transferable skills, Okay. So if you've been in operations, if you've been in any sales role or management role, you have these skills that you've built up over the years that are transferable to any business. So I'll tell you, if you look at many franchises or speaking with franchisors, and I've been in franchising 30 years, okay? So the fact is, is that these franchisors, I'll take for example, I have a private equity guy who's looking to buy into a painting franchise. Well, why would he do that, right? He makes big money doing private equity. What he wanted is something that he could build on the side. He's hiring a general manager. They're opening multiple locations or buying into several territories. They're building it. He didn't need to know how to be a painter to own a painting franchise. A matter of fact, 70% of the people that get into franchises, they don't get into something where they had any industry experience. That's what's great about it. Franchises have taken their business model and distilled it down and and have developed the systems to maximize profitability. They Ooh. they're not looking for those technicians, those, you know, in, in automotive, they're not looking for certified mechanics and painting or you know, service trades. They're not looking for the tradesmen. They're looking for people that could lead those people. Yeah. People matter. Fact, they'd rather train you in the right way to do it instead of untrain you with things that maybe didn't serve you in the past. Yeah, it's really interesting. And yeah, whether it's a favorite food that you have no experience making, you could own a franchise in that exciting path. I noticed there's even a franchise for uh, marine mechanics, uh, the boat, <laughs> the boat docks, boat MD or something like that, which is of interest to me as a mariner and boat captain. There's over 4,000 franchises in the U.S. Not all of them are great, right? That's yeah. the key. And I'm, yeah. So a person can get into an industry they have an interest or a passion for as a content without having being a subject matter expert. That's and kind of what you're saying. Right. My next question, I think, will lead us the way we're going. How does someone find the right fit if they're thinking now about becoming, a, you know, moving into franchising? Right, right. Well, first of all, most people that look into franchising, they're going to go online and, you know, they're going to see thousands of franchises. And you're right. It's very hard to know who would be a good fit for you, right? They also may pass things, you know, maybe in their own community. Maybe they've talked to somebody or seen how busy a certain store is and said, wow, I could own that, right? I work with people, learn about their skills and abilities. I learn about where they're at in their life, what goals they have, right? We talk about the local market. I educate them on franchising. Really, it's hard for someone who's just sitting at home looking online to really understand these franchises, okay? Yeah. And what I do is I help them through that through a process, and I help, as a matchmaker, help them learn about franchising, and then we identify those options that make the best fit for them, that are mm-hmm. the best fit for them. And then they investigate those options, and there's a lot to it. 
there's a lot of content on the web to learn how to do some of these things, right? Having someone help you that is experienced is also helpful. So, yeah, I think you could help people not only be more effective and accurate in finding a fit, but also saving a lot of time and, and rabbit holes that could lead people astray. What is one of your favorite calls you've gotten from someone who successfully made that move and made that fit due to your... Well, listen, I uh, I was working with a gentleman in enterprise sales down in Florida. He was looking to switch careers, and this is like three years ago. And we worked together, and we found a technology franchise that seemed to really make sense. And this is a great brand that you know, provides outsource IT services to small to medium sized businesses. He had some sales skills, which was very helpful in this type of B2B business. We, I helped him get into a, into a location and in Port St. Lucie and two and a half years later, first of all, he was franchisee of the year that year. All right. And two and a half years later, now he's expanded to three territories. And he wow. really built a multi-million dollar business. You wow. know? And there's a lot of opportunities and success stories like this. You know, there's a mindset and many business professionals, again, if you're going to reach your goals, okay, if you could find a scalable business that you could master with the help of a franchise and grow to three or five or even 10 locations, right? That's how you get to your goals, right? Now you don't have to start out with three or five, but you start out with a vision, right? You start out with a vision and you learn and with perseverance, people, so there's no cap. There's no yeah. cap. Like it's so different than working a job, yeah. right? It's hard yeah. work. It's always hard work to be in business, okay? But it's so satisfying and many yeah. people, I'll tell you, and I like this, how any of us are goal-driven right? You kind of touched about this initially, like goal-driven. They want, they want to prove to themselves, like I made it, I could do it. Right. So there's a smart way to go about that. And one of the smartest yeah. ways is to get into a proven system, proven brand that has proven performance. When you have a franchise and there's 300 franchisees and they have a franchise disclosure document, and it shows you that if you do things right, these other franchisees, this is what they did. So how would I be different than the average of, maybe I could beat that average, but at least franchising, you know what you're getting into. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I, I speak to a lot, you know, every day, I've been doing this 24 years, talking to leaders and their careers. Unless you're at a hedge fund, you're not even anywhere any close to a half a million dollars of personal income a year. And everyone I talk to and I ask what's important to them, not only do they tell me what's important in terms of culture and leadership and earning, but for their stability and taking care of their families, being able to travel, have the life they want. And I think when you when you start with one and you build a three, you build a five, am I right that someone's pull, pulling in well over a half a million to oh, no. possibly a seven-figure income? Definitely. So there's a couple of things I want to share with you. All right, I'm going to give you a scenario because some people, they can't kind of put their head around this. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you a scenario that may help with the possibilities. So there's a franchise, uh, let's say there's a franchise, uh, and I'm thinking of a one in particular, the investment's 350, okay? It requires $100,000 in cash, 
okay? And let's call it a, you know, the smoothie type concepts, the smoothie and the sure. whole, you know, healthy food. It's a yep. good trend, right? Yeah. Now, these things, they could do over a million dollars, but let's say be conservative, you know, and let's say you're even seven, $700,000, which is very doable in this sector. In, in revenue for one loan. In revenue. And let's yep. say that they net around 20%, okay? So you have an investment and it's a semi-absentee business. Now, keep in mind, like what if you were able to keep your job, hire a manager, invest $100,000 and net $140,000? Let's say you even netted, it didn't do so well. Let's say you netted even 100 out of that investment, you know? I mean, those are the types of scenarios and, and it yeah. runs the gamut. And then it keeps taking up 100, 100, 100 every year. Then if you want to sell it at the end, it's your investment. Now you have an asset. Yeah. It's worth more money, plus you've made income. Put that against traditional investments, right? So right now, I talk, I'm talking to a lot of corporate executives that want to find a way out of their jobs. So they're looking at what I call semi-absentee franchises, where they could get this thing going on the side, scale it, and then when they get to the second or third location, now they're more comfortable to let go of and feel better about letting go of their corporate job. Let so there's those opportunities too. It's a great, interesting transition for a plan. Now, what are the franchising companies looking for when it comes to new owners and what are the risks of, of the franchise ownership? Okay. So first of all, they want people that are motivated, driven. Yeah. Succeed. I think you actually- If you're going to go into business, you have to have a little bit of that fire, you know, yeah. to succeed, right? They want people actually that will follow the system. Okay. Yeah. Franchises, like, I mean, when, when people think of franchises, let's face it, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Subway sandwiches, for some reason, those three always tend to come to mind. But yeah. you can't go into a McDonald's and change their systems because you probably wouldn't be successful. Again, yeah. I go back to, they re refine these systems to maximize your success. Here's why. Because franchises, they make, their they're counting on royalty revenues. Okay. So if you have a franchise that has three or 500 locations, if you were the franchise or the franchise company, you'd be like, how do we make more money or help them make more money? So we're more successful and it's a win-win for everybody. Right? So yeah. the fact is, is they look for the right people that are intelligent, driven, could follow the system. Right. right. And really that great customer service. Okay. You don't have to have like be a great salesman. There are franchises that work great for operational people. There are if you're, you know, if you are a great salesman, it may help with certain franchises, but maybe you build a team and you're not doing all the sales, right? So there's different things to consider in, in these, but franchises, they're looking for people. The risks, okay. The risks, listen, if you do the right due diligence on a franchise, which means you go through everything, look at every aspect of the business and ask the right questions. I have some great resources for that that I provide free to my clients, okay? If you visit with the franchisees, so if I'm gonna buy a franchise, I'm gonna to wanna to talk to existing franchisees and ask those hard questions. Like, if you had the chance to redo this, would you pull the trigger again? You know, would you do it? Would you join this franchise? And then, you know, you could talk about how long does it take to get the break even? That's a great question, right? Like, yeah. How long did it take? It's because 
there's an initial investment. And then there's that period of time where if it doesn't, if I can't get to break even, I got to make sure for a year, then I've got to, and not saying that it would take a year, you know, some break even within 90 days. Some, the average tends to be nine months, but keep in mind, any business you get into, there's always that period to get it ramped up, right? So yeah. there's growth curve. But yeah. uh, so there's a lot of due diligence. I also, I consider what the customers are saying, okay? So if I was getting a smoothie place, A, I would go experience the brand. I would visit a location. I would taste the product. I would maybe talk to a customer that I found, you know, catch them inside or outside and have a nice conversation. Hey, how often do you come here? I'm thinking about, you know, getting one of these. Do you love it? You know, blah, blah, blah. Get, take a look at reviews online. There's so, you know, so there's some, smart things you can do in this due diligence process, you know, and I'm happy to help anybody with that. Excellent. Excellent. What's the downside? Just really honestly, it's not for, this is not for everyone. I, I know for myself as being a creative, innovative type, I have a tough time following a step-by-step -step procedure. I have built some of that and follow it in my own business. Now I potentially could be a franchisor, but what are some of like the warning signs just to really be upfront and really full transparent for people listening. Well, again, first of all, you have to evaluate yourself. Like you just mentioned, you know, is this something I could do? A lot of people, I'll tell you, I, and I help people with this. A lot of people have fear. And let me just touch on this briefly. It's hard to make a major change. Like here, if somebody was considering to go from their career and take a risk and saying, all right, I'm going to go this other route. I'm going to take this other path. Okay. So if you do that, you have to really do that mentally and make that decision that I am going to be successful. And again, it comes down to the success rates of these franchisors. Okay. Again, doing the right due diligence. Now you can mitigate most of risk from doing the right due diligence. Not every franchise is a great franchise. Not every franchise you'll find you know, is as profitable maybe as they say they are. Okay. Right. So the fact is, is like when you talk to a franchise company, unfortunately they have franchise salespeople, right? They're called franchise developers. So those people, they're going to, I'm not saying they mislead people. Most of them are very good people. They want, you know, they're very transparent. Okay. It's not good for them to get the wrong kind. It's not good for them to try to write won't be a good franchisee. And more than ever, they're careful of that because like I had a client turned down last year that wanted to do it, an exercise, but his wife was not on board. And they felt that if this guy's getting into this and the wife's so against it, she wouldn't even show up and talk to us, then we're going to pass on you. That's what yeah. I told him. And, yeah. and he was actually quite upset, but you know what? They said, we want for this to work out. You need being a happy one. You don't have a happy wife, right? So the fact is, is that you do the right due diligence, all right? You take, you take, uh, basically inventory of where you're at. You have to push through the fear and apprehension, right? Because you, you have to know that if they have X number of franchisees, and these people, when you do the right due diligence, you find predominantly these people are doing it. They're making it. They're happy, right? So franchising is great. 
not all franchises, you know, are created equal. There's some, see, franchises evolve over time. So just like anybody in business, you have new franchisors, and then you have established, you got some really old legacy brands, right? So the fact is, is the newer brands, some of them have great ideas, all right? But you also have to take a look at what they built for an infrastructure to support their franchisees. Yeah. So none of those people with that. Yeah, you could decipher what is in the foundation, the bedrock at the early stage. One last question. Give me a short kind of numeric answer. What percentage of people who come to you curious and interested in franchising do you say to them, yeah, it's probably not for you? That's about 25%. That's a healthy number. I was hoping that you were that transparent and, and uh, yeah, cause it's just not for everyone. So we're going to make sure people have your contact information in the show notes here. You've been a fantastic resource, certainly passionate as you are about this world and this opportunity for people, but also really making sure that it's the right opportunity and right fit. That's that's of great importance to me and to people I represent, my clients and the listeners of our program. So, so thank you for so many insights, your energy and your honesty. Jonathan, thank you. It's been a you know, pleasure. And I'm here for anybody who wants to chat and, you know, and, and uh, we'll see, we'll see if this makes sense for you. Okay. okay. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. All right. Thanks for listening to the Career Transition Experts. We hope you got something of value and would love to hear from you. Please check the link below for access to our free career transition webinar if you'd like more support in making a smooth job move. And let me know if there's anything I could do to make a difference for you.